Isaiah 61, verse 10. Isaiah 61.10, and forgive me for my, uh, this ain't my thing, I've said that, I've said that before, so, um, so in Isaiah 61 verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, my soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Um, If that was all God ever did, that should be enough. Nothing else ever came in our lives. The salvation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that's our robe of righteousness, our, you know... The garments of salvation, it's Christ. So if that's all that was ever done, that that should be enough. And uh, we should be able to spend our entire lives rejoicing in the Lord just from that one truth of the Bible, if that's all we ever had. And, uh, you know, I've just been thinking a lot lately about this last year, how amazing it's been in my life. You know, this, this is kind of part testimony, part praise, part reading a little bit of scripture so I'm I'm not a preacher I'm just some guy up here trying to mind the Lord so uh, you know something in the last year I just been thinking a lot about is trying to figure out why the Lord's blessed me like he has and just it's just been the best year of my life most incredible year of my life and I started kind of thinking about it God started bringing things to my mind of how how things have gone, what's occurred, and a couple pretty significant things he brought to mind I didn't really think nothing about at the time was uh, over the winter, I mentioned this before, he uh, he had me in the book of Hebrews for some months, and uh, I know that book's written to, to Hebrews, it's written to the Jews, but I tell you what, that, that book blessed this Gentile standing right here, because all that book does is, whoever the author was, that's debatable, but all that book does is lift up Christ and try to convince the Jews, the Hebrews, the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Well, I agree. I agree. Praise the Lord, I agree. So that book was, still is, tremendous blessing in my life. Taught me, taught me about my Savior a lot more than I ever knew him before. Same time, same time that was going on, our, uh, our family devotions, we were, we were in the Gospels. We read all four Gospels in harmony and... I didn't know what that meant at the time, so just to kind of glance over that, that's, that's reading all four of the Gospels at the same time. So you go in order of events, not in order of the book, and you just stay in that, and you go from one to the other in the order of the events. I don't know if that makes sense. Sorry if it don't. I'm dumb. I was raised in Jefferson County. But uh, so that was at the same time. Never, never thought about it until the other day. I was doing both those things at the same time. One was, one was a personal study, and and part of a Bible study, and the other one was, you know, family devotion, but at the same time, and both those things opened up my eyes to Jesus Christ in ways that, you know, I'd read the Gospels, I'd read Hebrews, you know, yeah, Jesus Christ, all in all, I agree, but God used those books in that time, and many, many other things, 
just to really open my eyes to Jesus Christ and how it's, it's all about Him. You know, if, if, if we don't have Him, if we're not putting Him on, you know, the, the armor it talks about in Ephesians, Jesus Christ is every piece of that armor. You know, we, we put on Christ, and if we can put on Christ, if we can understand Him, you know, that's, that's enough. That's enough. That's those garments of salvation. And uh, so let's turn over to uh, Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13, we'll look at uh, verses 15, we'll start there. Something else God's really been, really been working in my heart is praise. And I mean, He gives me all the reason in the world to praise Him, I just choose not to. You know, I'll, I'll lay my petitions at His feet all day, every day, and I'm fine with that. But when it comes to praising Him, you know, that, that's uncomfortable. Praising him to his people, pray. You know that that's well. That that takes you out of your comfort zone to do things like that. You know that's the you know. So I've always made excuses for that. Allotted myself excuse for not doing that as much as I should. So he's he's been convicting me of it. And uh, you know, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's what it says in Psalms 107. That's what we ought to be doing. That's what I need to be doing. So in uh, Hebrews 13 and verse 15. It says, by him, we're speaking of Jesus Christ at this point. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. To Jesus Christ's name. Not to, not to me. I know me. I know all about me. Don't nobody need to give me any credit for anything. Give that credit and that praise to him, that thanks to him. That's where it belongs. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So, uh, I kind of avoided, God put those verses in my heart a while back, I kind of avoided them. Um, But to communicate, forget not, in verse 16, that's the Greek word koinonia, and that word's used all over the place and uh, you look into that word a little bit and it's koinonia is to share everything that one has having things in common fellowship a participation or a contribution so you know that's sharing praise you know that's that's koinonia that's that's sharing with others that's Sharing the praise, you know, not just, not just those petitions, but the praise. You know, that's, that's pleasing to God. It's something we're supposed to do. And that brings the Holy Spirit. We start praising the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to praise the Lord with us, so He starts coming. He starts moving. Next thing you know, we're all a lot better. We're a lot happier. Then we're all praising the Lord. kind of gets contagious. But uh, that's all through praise. Scripture demands it in many places. So another place uh, I wanted to look at was Acts chapter 2. And this, these couple of things, they're all about koinonia, about that Greek word. 
English translation is a little bit different in each one of these verses we'll look at, but uh, that Greek word still koinonia, it still means the same thing. English translation is a little bit different. Acts chapter 2 and uh, starting at verse 42, talking here in the early church when the church is about to be born, day of Pentecost. I love, I love this, this chapter. I, I love things about the early church, so much power and passion in it, all about Christ. You know, they knew exactly where they needed to be, and they shared it every day. All things were common, and it was all about Jesus Christ. That's why it was special. That's why there was power in it. That's why there was unity. There's unity in Christ. We find common ground in Christ. Everything else will work itself out. If, if our foundation's Christ, if Christ is first in our, in our faith, in our lives, in our walk, if that's our goal is to see Christ, he'll make sure the rest gets done. He's enough. And then uh, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse number 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Koinonia's fellowship in that verse. You know, we talk about fellowship. We use it a lot talking about eating. Certainly that can be a part of it. You know, we talk about fellowship just hanging out with one another, but how often are we really praising the Lord? How often are we really talking about the things of the Lord? How often is our fellowship not just a bunch of gossip? You know, how, how often is it where, where our hearts are being poured out to one another on blessings? You know, sharing that, that praise it's talking about in uh, Hebrews 13, you know, that, that doesn't have to mean standing up in front of a podium and, you know, announcing it to a church. It, it can be you know, fellowship, that's, that's real fellowship, talking about the Lord, talking about things of the Lord, not talking about our jobs, not talking about politics, you know, those things are all fine, you know, we share those things also, but true fellowship is, it's about the Lord, it's about things of the Lord, and uh, there's power in it, it's when the Holy Spirit comes, that's unity, we'll find unity in that, we'll, we'll never find unity in politics, we talk about it for the rest of the day, there's no unity in that, look at what it's done to our country, look at what it's done. You know, to our world, what politics done. They're corrupt, all of them. Doesn't matter which ones you like, they're all corrupt. So let's keep unity in Christ where it belongs. So that's koinonia and fellowship. And uh, they shared all things. To continue on, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them out to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord and unity. It's not what the Bible says, but that's what that one accord means. That's unity. That's in fellowship. That's in koinonia. That's in Christ. With one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Praising God. There's that unity. There's that fellowship. Having things in common. Sharing everything that one has. Praising God. Participating. Each one participating and contributing. You know, and before uh, we started reading in verse 42, well, what happened in verse 41? In verse 41, they that gladly received his word, speaking of Peter when he preached the word, when he preached Christ, the gospel, Christ, unity, blood. And the same day, 
there were added unto them about 3,000 souls because he preached Christ, because that church came together. They were united. They were in unity. They had koinonia. They were praising God for what he'd done. There was power in what Peter said because he spoke of Christ. He spoke of the blood. You know, He preached the word. He gave them Christ. That's all we need. That's all we need in our church. It's the same thing we still need today. We can talk every service we got about fans of the Bible and biblical knowledge is great, but if it's not centered with Jesus Christ in the center as the most important above and before everything, we're wrong. We're wrong. Christ is first. That's the only way it works. That's why when we put him first, amazing things happen, because that's where he belongs. He's that way everywhere in the Bible. He's always first. First born of the dead. He was there in the beginning with God. He's always been there. He's always been first. That's why naturally... If you put him where he belongs, everything works. You get him out of order, all of a sudden the church has got no power. It's got, no, it's got nothing. A bunch of people gather in a building. You know, church ain't nothing. This building ain't nothing. We ain't nothing. It's the presence of God. The presence of God and the unity in Jesus Christ. That's, that's what makes this church special. If we don't have unity in Jesus Christ, if we don't have Christ right, we don't have anything. We got a club. We're, we're, here, we're here meeting. We, yeah, it's great, guys. You know, let's, let's read some scripture. If we ain't got Christ right, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? So he's, he's what brings that unity. He is koinonia. You know, that's sharing everything. That's sharing the Lord. Everything means the things that matters. You see what they did, what they did here, what we were reading. You know, they sold their possessions and goods. You know why? Because it's, it's useless. It's garbage. They got rid of it. What they kept was unity in Christ. What they kept was koinonia, fellowship. That's what they kept. They got rid of everything else. You don't need it. We, don't, we still don't need it. Still don't need it. First world problems. So, uh, it's all about Jesus Christ. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. First Corinthians chapter number 10. Verse 16. 1 Corinthians 10, 16. So in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 16, it reads, The cup of blessings which we bless... Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? You guessed it. Communion is koinonia. So, what are we sharing there? You know, we're, it's to share everything. It's to have in common. It's fellowship, participation, contribution. It's communion. We're sharing in the blood of Christ. You know, and I, I was not looking for this. I'm, I'm not even studying this. It, I wasn't looking for this at all. And uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take the Lord's Supper later today. And I I was not searching for this. Um, we're gonna share in the blood of Christ. That's our faith. You know, death, burial, and resurrection. That's the gospel. It's all Christ. But you know. What are we going to share in, in communion? His blood. There's power in the blood, right? It's 
cleansing. What are we going to do without the blood? So we have fellowship in the blood, you know. And I just praise God. I praise God for what he's done in my life. I praise God for what he's done in my family. And it's, it's all him, you know. I haven't done any of it, you know. And when, when Christ told his disciples, this do in remembrance of me, you know, it's, it's to remember the blood that he shed, remember what he did, because that's, that's all that matters. It doesn't make a bit of difference to, to think back and remember so-and-so did such-and-such. Such. None of that matters. It's all about Jesus Christ and what he did. And I remember... I know me. Spent years as a drug addict. A lot of people in here don't know that. Probably most of you don't know that. Spent many years as a fall-down drunk. After I graduated, patted myself on the back. Great job. You kicked drugs. You got away from them drugs. Which I didn't. God brought me out of that even as a lost and undone man. But, you know, I, I went right to booze. Fell right into a bottle. Pulled the needle out of my arm just in time to dive headfirst into a bottle. Good for me. That was great. I did a great job. And, and I, I walked around in pride over that for years. Like I really did something. But God. And uh, that's, that's what I praise God for. That's what communion's about to me. Because, you know, it's that sin, that sin He took away, that blood that, that cleanses, that covers, that's not some faraway, distant sin. That's sin I'll commit today. That's, submit, that's sin I've already committed this morning. That I'll commit again all day, tomorrow, the next day. It's, it's not, oh yeah, that was just me a long time ago. Nope, that's still me. It's only Christ. The blood of Christ that washes us and cleanses us and covers us. And without that, we're still those same old ugly, hideous, wretched people we've always been our whole lives. That person we looked in the mirror in that we couldn't stand, we're still that person. Praise God for the righteousness of Jesus Christ that he's imparted to us that gift, that unspeak unspeakable gift that he hung on that cross, those nails driven into his hands and his feet. That's my sin. It's mine. Mine. But he cleansed me of it. And that, that communion we're going to take, that's what I'm thinking about. That cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. That's our unity. I remember... Some months back, I sat and had a conversation with a couple people here. I said, you know, there's some things going on here in this church. And I said, I don't know how you get unity here, but I said, that's the only thing that's going to heal this church. Stupidly, I said that. As I stand here today, I quite clearly know the only unity that's ever going to work in this church, we can call whatever we want unity, say we're united in this, that, or whatever. We're all conservatives, probably mostly Republicans, you know, we're... You know, Bible believing. It's, it's Christ. It's, throw the rest of it out the door. Don't worry a bit about it. Let's have unity in Jesus Christ, the preciousness and the power of His blood that cleanses us because we're all still wretched. You get us all talking enough, we're all going to disagree about things. We're all going to nitpick and fight and pick each other apart because that's flesh, that's sin, that's wickedness. That's us. Every one of us. Sorry, it's me for sure. I'll speak for myself. Definitely me. But uh, let's rally around Christ. That's, that's, 
That's our fellowship. That's the thing in common. He's our all in all. Colossians says, you know, Jesus Christ is all and in all. And He is. And uh, I just praise Him. I praise Him. I thank Him. Because without Him, I'd still be drowning in that bottle of booze. I'd still have that needle hanging out of my arm. I'd still be wasting my life away going straight to hell. Straight to hell. I'm not good. And anything good that comes out of this vessel is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and Him in me and that cleansing blood. <laughs> that blood. Let's think about that blood today and, and how, how that is still what we need. Jesus Christ is still what we need. You know, if, if we want unity in this church, if we want power in this church, it's got to be Christ. It's got to come from Christ. That has to be our focus. That has to be our heart's desire. It's that simple. Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to heal us all. He's going to minister to each one of our hearts. And all those little differences we have, those differences of opinions, those things we want to nitpick and not like about one another, Holy Spirit heals and shows, reveals. We get closer to Christ. That light shines and, and reveals what needs to be dealt with. We give it to the Lord. And we... we carry on. We move on. It's Christ. It's Jesus Christ. It's that blood. That's how we get through each and every battle of our lives. And That's all I got. I just, uh, I love Jesus Christ. I love the Lord. It's all about Him. The more I see Him, the more I want to see Him. I want to I be so close to Him that all i got to do is just barely reach out. I'm touching His garment. The Him and His garment because He's what gets us through. He's the only thing that matters. So, Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate the Lord.